Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura. A sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City. Starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Hello again. Please tune your playback device to your desired frequencies. The dream of a common language examines the future through global literacy. It is written by Kathleen Ann Goonan and given voice by Rosalind Ayres. This episode is made in partnership with XPRIZE. At 4.58am on June 28, 2020, the passengers on board ANA Flight 008, en route from Tokyo to San Francisco, are cruising at an altitude of 37,000 feet, approximately 1,500 nautical miles off the west coast of the United States. A small bump, otherwise noted as a barely perceptible bout of turbulence, passes Flight 008 through a temporary wrinkle in the local region of space-time. What these passengers will soon find out as they descend into SFO is that the wrinkle has transported them 20 years into the future and the year is now 2040. This is the story of the passenger in seat 2K. Montefeff, a neurologist specialising in reading, was at the end of a six-week journey. She had given talks at academic conferences, met with fMRI brain researchers in Hong Kong, visited refugee camps in Africa, and composed seed school blog posts in hotel rooms, tents and planes. After tomorrow's talk in San Francisco, she would head home to Boulder and her husband, Keck. When the Tokyo Narita gate attendant told her that the conference had bumped her to a first-class seat, she was irritated. A waste of money. She knew they had done so as a kindness, because of the rheumatoid arthritis flare that had begun a week ago. But she saw in the fair a hundred tablets with self-teaching pre-reading apps, 
A hundred more refugee children equipped for the world. I'm not quite dead yet, thank you. Move me to coach and reimburse them. Then her knee gave way and she fell despite her cane. Only last year she had rappelled into the Cave of Swallows in Mexico. Now she was wheelchaired to her first-class seat. Maybe it was time to stop kidding herself. Despite infusions, the hand with which she accepted the glass of warm sake was a gnarled claw, and she wasn't doing much better in other departments either. She lowered the seat back and turned up Richard Feynman's bongos and her husband's percussive jazz, which tap-danced on her brain, splaying time. She had to admit that this pampering eased the pain in her back. In the past six weeks, she had jeeped down dirt highways, had sat cross-legged in refugee camps beneath the shade of lone trees in a sea of humanity, and had learned firsthand of the challenges the children faced. She particularly remembered Adura and Bahia, 12 years old, who were training to be preschool aides under the auspices of the teacher. After her seed school presentation, Bahia had asked Shiley what they could do to help. Tree gave them each a reading app rich tablet and hoped that the girls would not sell them. She also handed each the thumb drive that she gave teachers, engineers and researchers. There's a lot of information here. Plans, discussions, contacts. I value your thoughts. You're here with the children. You can best tell us how things are working and how to make your school better. Can we Zozo this? Bahia asked. Zozo? Tree looked round for the translator. Adura frowned, poked Bahia in the side with her elbow and said, Thank you, and pulled Bahia away. Tree watched them make their way towards the market, heads tilted together in bright sunlight. The translator, when he showed up, just shrugged at the word. Tree willed herself to think of the positive accomplishments of yesterday's third international conference on equally distributed literacy, but her mind rushed down the rabbit hole of how little she had done after decades of work to find the fracture point of the boulder that once shattered would make literacy the world's priority with all resources dedicated to it. Was she ridiculously naive in dreaming that the human trajectory might change? It had happened before. The Renaissance, the Enlightenment, modernism. Decided shifts in how some cultures viewed themselves, information and others. Instead, the tragedy of the commons repeated itself planet-wide. Air and water were solid for all for the benefit of the few. Decades of cooperative effort were shattered. Gratuitous violence was on the rise. And educational resources were being drastically cut. As H.G. Wells had said, human history becomes more and more a race between education and catastrophe. Catastrophe was winning. This year, over eight million children were on the move, many of them alone after the death of their parents and siblings, and the great migration was only growing. Learning to read entailed assembling a host of interdependent neuronal changes and connections a fragile process, dependent on mastering many tasks and easily disrupted. Because of the rapid development of functional magnetic resonance imaging, commonly known as fMRI, which gave researchers real-time observation of changes in the brain taking place during these tasks, 
the present had the potential to be a golden age of literacy. With network devices providing big data to researchers, teaching strategies could constantly be refined and personally tailored to the individual. She envisioned portable fMRIs embedded in schools, the materials and the self-teaching devices the children would use, theorizing that such an approach might generate a rapid, unstoppable spread of literacy. Tree liked to link this to the possibility of an international movement, like the Impressionists, taking up the use of vibrant color and painting life with immediacy, like African rhythms and tonalities generating a new American music. She fervently believed that such a change would lead to a better world, a better life for everyone, a larger future and further unseen progress. She often felt that she and her colleagues battled a faceless, malevolent behemoth and that they were losing potential world changers with every tick of the clock, with every new law, regulation and cutback that precluded the precarious path to literacy. Keck, with his humour and insight, had always been able to ease her pessimism, to tease her to laughter, move her to the more positive perspective that was vital to her ability to keep going. She regularly encountered naysayers, but took heart in the fact that her radical seed school talk was copiously downloaded. She opened yesterday's talk to critique and to cheer herself, and also to see if she had handled a teaching opportunity in the best way. Perhaps if early visions of nanotech mature, the schools will actually grow in local soil from a DNA-packed seed, or on rooftops, or vacant lots in cities. They will incorporate what many engineering teams are racing toward around the world, miniaturized fMRIs. We will capture and compile big data from these globally distributed schools, which will be revolutionary in that they will initially serve children from the age of two and a half through five, a neurological critical span often neglected because of outmoded dogma that is being too gradually replaced by scientific understanding of how, what, and when children learn. Seed schools will be inexpensive, grounded in the cultures and languages of the children they serve, largely autotelic, self-teaching, and safe filled with enticing manipulative materials as well as tablets and their succeeding itinerations. They will be rich with real books, classics, stories that come from the local culture, and books written and published by children themselves, which are the spark which makes them understand that writing and reading are important because through them they can communicate their own feelings and thoughts. I'm talking about developing empathy here a theory of mind for individual children, an understanding that others also experience happiness, sadness, pain, loneliness, and love. As you can see, these schools will be beautiful, fanciful, inviting, organic because grown rather than built. They will diagnose individual gaps and devise strategies to train developing brains towards normality, and will also lead to a better understanding and strengthening of the kinds of brains that are less usual, whose growth we need to optimize, so that these children will be proud of their amazing differences and become able to make their unique contributions. You're a socialist. 
shouted a man near the front. Thank you, she responded, to applause. We do want to share information and resources with those most in need, but it is also for our own selfish reasons. We all have to live together. Why educate girls? Thank you again for this opportunity to say that educated girls and women change the economic fabric of a community very quickly. They gain entrepreneurial tools, outreach skills, express political views, run for office, choose to have smaller families and thereby have more resources for each child, and more time to read and develop their own skills as writers, artists, mathematicians whatever in fact they choose to do with their lives. He continued, What about the two world wars promulgated by highly literate societies? Believe me, I've thought about this. It may well be that civilization requires generations of well-distributed deep literacy, by which I mean the capacity of every world citizen to engage in conversation informed by and understanding history, science, government, and through reading fiction gain the amazing power to enter the lives of others, quite different from themselves, and thereby develop empathy. Literacy is not just being able to read. It means that an individual reads widely, has increased appreciation for the lives of others, thinks critically, compares points of view, generates their own, engages in respectful debate, is capable of devising workable strategies to contain and diffuse violence. She pressed the off button. He was not the problem. The problem was the apparently widespread attitude that he represented. Why education? Who is entitled to it? Why spend so much when it helps those we have an economic interest in not educating? Which was her blackest observation of these forces. Given the enormous chasm between her hopeful theory and the present state of the world, she wished Keck were here to tell her once again that change would come. She often felt as if she were living in an era that might, in the distant future, be characterized as a dark age. Determined to find at least one positive thought before dozing off, she laughed as it came to her. She had remembered to reserve a wheelchair at the gate to get her through customs, and much more importantly, her daughter and grandson would pick her up. She hadn't seen them or San Francisco for two years. Imaged relaxation actually worked for the pain in her hands. By the time she got to her little finger, she was gone. A burst of abstract music. Flugelhorn. Bells alien instruments she cannot not place. Rhythms that pause, propel, and spin blasts through her, but beautifully, so lovely, so novel that she rides all its levels, resonating, lingering in space until she is but an underlying whisper of deep harmonics, austere and startling. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, 
there is one beacon of hope, Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image, but beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. She raises the shade, light in the east. She waves off coffee, wanting to return to the delicious dream, but soon realizes that she is in paradox, in and out of dream, a living Mobius, a spinning lunatic whose plane circles socked in San Francisco as the plane goes silent after a burst of conversation, the tenor of which is decidedly odd, like the sound of church bells flattened by travel over water, words she cannot really hear, a distant surf, a susurration. But for a moment, a break in the clouds reveals, yes, there is the Bank of America building, but something is different. A clean, viridian light stabs the Azure Bay, setting it humming in cords of light. Then the view closes. A murmur runs through the plain. Babies wail. Tree is left unsettled, but does not know why exactly. The vision was too swift. She thinks she saw a small white island, a structure in the bay, new. And was that the metallic flash of a wing? Her screen is blank, and her phone says no service. Uneasy silence fills the plain, descending, almost diving at a steep angle. So, yes, she must be right. There has been a change. The runway rushes up to meet them suddenly through fog, and they land with a hard bounce. Only a ping signals arrival. There is no announcement. A steely sort of rush fills the cabin. A staring, unsmiling flight attendant grabs her bag for her, helps her rise, hands down her cane, and fairly pushes her onto the jetway. She hobbles out, stiff and befuddled, but close to being first. Instead of a row of wheelchairs, she sees scooters, and one says, Dr. Montevef, please take a seat. You have no check bags, correct? I travel light, she answers the voice. Her most prized possessions are digital, in the cloud and open source. She rolls her bag onto a small obliging ramp, which then snaps up, enclosing the carry-on. She is not that surprised. Her Japanese airport transportation had been a driverless scooter. It had not, however, recognised her. She drops to the seat and looks for the controls, but there are none, only a blank screen. The scooter hurtles down the jetway, narrowly missing a few pedestrians. Slow down, she says. And surprisingly, it does. Okay, voice-directed AI. So she doesn't feel too foolish when she says, 
Wait, are those soldiers? She recognizes a man who was sitting across the aisle from her, who is being detained. But looking over her shoulder, she sees that most of the passengers are moving past the soldiers freely, though slowly as they gawp and gaze. The scooter details its answer. National Guard, police from several jurisdictions, five ambassadors and counselors. Would you like to speak to one? Why National Guard? I have limitations, it answers swiftly. Glad to hear that. The scooter dips into a clear glass tunnel that slips beneath the surface of what must be the bay. An osprey plummets trailing bubbles and scoops a fish from the billowing underside of the surface. A huge sea turtle swims towards her, then meanders into wavering depths. She considers the possibilities. The plane was diverted after that glimpse of the city. Or a stroke, perhaps. When do I go through customs? Done. As you pass through the jetway, you had nothing to declare. You are a returning U.S. citizen. Here. The screen lights and she sees her passport. And the date. It's 2040? She absorbs the wild, tilting truth of it, as if she knew already, and of course she had, or something like it. Yes, New Bay Airport. Counselors are waiting. She feels wildness emerging like a scream, but she does not scream. She grips the handles tightly, wants to wrench the scooter back to the past. But a glass door opens, and they are on a vast wharf surrounded by sea. Salt wind blasts her face. No food is allowed here, says the scooter. It attracts birds, although the seaport is also protected by ultrasonic sound. To her right, she watches a manta-shaped jet touch down on a runway that extends across open water. Beyond, an interesting blend of new buildings trace, in dramatic swooping shapes, the rise and fall, rise and fall of the familiar, formerly empty Oakland Hills. That island to the north, Alcatraz, and unmistakably the Golden Gate Bridge. The truth of where she is, of what has happened, some kind of space-time anomaly, she can only suppose, strikes her like a series of immense piano chords, changing register, as one huge thought after another marches inevitably through her. My family, my friends. Your grandson Eric waits for you at the helicopter pad. Your mandatory counseling was waived at his request, but I am required to offer you- No. She sees a row of sleek white hydrofoils, empty slips, lines of people, and signs that say Larkspur, Jack London Square, Pier 41. Another sign pointing back the way she came says, Barter. A young man, his dreads bouncing, runs towards her. Tree, he says, pulls her gently from the scooter and hugs her tight. Eric? Really? You were two when we last saw you, Keck and I. You're shivering. He bundles her into his huge jacket, slips his cap over her ears. You're so little, he says, wonder in his voice, which breaks. Tears spill down his face. We thought you had died. 
I was little, but I remember. Oh, if only... Eric holds her hand tightly. She asks, Anne Keck? Eric smiles, his eyes alight. He's good, recovered from cancer. It's, wow, yes, a lot has changed. He's going to meet us. He tilts his head. Good. I've heard that we have a short window of helicopter clearance. Can you walk a short distance? She flourishes her cane. Lead the way. Stay back, he yells behind her. Reporters, they've found you. Drones aren't allowed here. No pilot, she asks, as he helps her into the clear bubble. The winds here are tricky. This is in a network that analyzes weather and traffic conditions. A human couldn't possibly respond to so much information. Wait, I I left my suitcase. They'll bring it over. But it has my thumb drive, the most recent seed school updates. But maybe it doesn't matter anymore. You wouldn't know about that. He smiles. They rise quickly and swing out over the bay. White sails cast shadows on the rough teal sea, and white-waked ferries fanned out from and converge on the bay port. It's quite stunning, she says, studying it. It's grown from a substrate of 50% recycled material. That was in the proposal specs. Anita Frenez designed it. Some people go there just to hang out. How did you know to come and get me? I got a call this morning with directions to keep it under wraps. Your plane suddenly appeared in airspace two hours out, and the pilot identified it as your flight. I gathered that most of the rest of the time was taken up with astonishment and verifications. The military was put on alert, I do know that, and members of the White House Science and Technology Office and NASA are involved. The Mars ship leaves from Dubai in a week to take the third round of colonists. So this, out of the blue, has shaken everyone. Is it going to happen again? Does it happen often? Is everything going to fall apart? Will there be a big mishmash of time? He sighed. Oh, that's all I know. Except that you are alive and here. It's as if a goddess had descended from the sky. She guffaws. <laughs> Hardly. Oh, you'll see. She grows excited despite her aching sadness. We're getting close. The city looks so green from up here. Well, most rooftops have vegetable and flower gardens. Some have small forests. Very tall buildings might have several microclimates. Tree gazes with wonder. The air is clearer than I've ever seen it. I can see every detail. Oh, when you left, the Bay Area was high on the list of the worst air in the country. I had terrible asthma. I grew up thinking that it was normal. There's been intense international effort to decrease air pollution. It's been pretty successful. And the water, too? You can see how clear the bay is. Sea otters and bald eagles are no longer endangered. Whales are internationally protected, so we have a lot more humpbacks now. There's a lot less trash in the ocean. She peered down into the streets. I don't see many cars. There's a very accessible network of biking tubes. I built my own bike, but you can check out free bikes anywhere. Pedestrian traffic is privileged, and for the most part, the city's neighborhoods all have great shopping and restaurants. Public transportation, which is what you see at street level, is free, driverless, and responds to minute-by-minute demand, with vehicle size based on passenger quantity, which makes it extremely efficient. And of course, Bata is completely refreshed with new stops, and there are helicopters. Deliveries? Tree asks. 
by pneumatic tube mostly. Our system was finished in 2032. It's so cool. A dedicated composting tube network creates tons of soil and others route recyclables. Marvelous, Tree approves. But unusual, right? No. All of us kids were pretty angry about the state of the world when we were growing up. War and violence, climate change, economics, everything. Understandable, but what's different now? Sozo. There's been a huge change. Kind of like, well, like a black swan. The whole world has Zozo cities. They're unique culturally, but they're all committed to being green, diverse, and educationally accelerated. That sure wasn't the way things were headed yesterday. Tell me about Zozo. You don't know about Zozo, but you... No, I'm no goddess, and I have nothing to do with whatever it is. Hey, this is mission. We're headed over there. Eric points to a landing pad. Looks like we got a crowd. The street is jammed with people for blocks in all directions. Some are holding signs. Welcome, tree, she reads. What in the blue-eyed world? She looks at Eric. I forgot to tell you, you're famous. Why? Seed schools. They land on a small white pad. Hooks emerge from the pad and clamp down on the vehicle. The door slides open, tree eases out and leans against the side of the helicopter. Beneath a stand of bamboo, koi circle a pool beneath water lilies. This must all be very expensive. Not really. We just have priorities. We've thought them through when we develop efficient ways to realize them. A familiar voice says, And it's all because of you, my dear. She turns. Keck! Oh, I haven't seen you in 20 years. Three months. But it seems like 20 years. They fall together, laughing and stagger, hugging around the roof, taking care not to trample the garden. Finally, they collapse upon a bench and she gets a good look at him. You truly don't look a day older. In fact, I think you look younger. Okay, here's why. Remember that I told you a change was going to come? Well, when your plane disappeared, all the people you've been working with for so long used that opportunity to publicize what was happening on the literacy front. All the points that so many people have been making about the importance of making sure every child and adult learned to read were clearly laid out in lay language in sections of your seed school plan, which, by the way, was released by some teenage hackers in a refugee camp, or they might have hung on to it for proprietary reasons. As it was, everything was freely distributed and open source so that anyone could contribute. At that point in time, so much trouble was brewing that a movement coalesced around making the schools a reality. Lots of big organizations, foundations, wealthy individuals poured money into making them work. Things went fast. The theoretical framework, the research, the vision, it was all there. And at the same time, she cups the side of his face in her hand. But you really do look younger. He grins. I'm getting to that. At the same time, tablets and smartphones were liberally distributed, particularly in camps and among refugee populations, along with bandwidth support. And then the weirdest thing happened. The kids all started to... To talk to each other, she interrupts. Of course, right? And a pigeon evolved and spread. The first step 
She nods. Zozo. Once the movement started, it couldn't be stopped. These kids were furious. The planet was trashed. Horrific wars and violence were everywhere. Human rights were not respected. Food was scarce. Jobs were non-existent. Animals were vanishing, you name it. They started a movement. Zozo? Right. A movement, a language, a verb. And Zozo is also a way of getting things done. So, the change has come. Free health clinics on every block, portable fMRIs. I did have the strangest dream. Diagnosis, good ones on your goddamn watch, and therapies at local clinics. He ran his fingers over her knobbed, twisted fingers. I'm sure that this can be repaired. Aging has been considerably slowed. Dementia conquered. AI working overtime, and this is all equally distributed, not just local. Wise old owls like me. Owl is not the word I would have chosen. Owls like me putting in their two cents. Yes, well, so what's all this nonsense about me? I'll show you. Keck takes her hand and leads her across the rooftop. She peers over the edge to cheers. Balconies across the street are filled to overflowing. Keck bats at something in the air. Damn drones. A marching band plays badly and the crowd begins to sing. Tree can't place the song or understand the words, but she finally understands what it is to be gobsmacked. You have to wave. Go on. This future can become your reality if only you can find the way. Subscribe and I will guide you. That was The Dream of a Common Language by Kathleen Ann Goonan, performed by Rosalind Ayres. This episode was directed and produced by Mark Holden, edited by Seth Alansky, and designed by Neil Wogenson at The Invisible Studios. Season 2 of Dust is brought to you in partnership with XPRIZE, designing and operating multi-million dollar global competitions to accelerate the development of technological breakthroughs that benefit humanity and ANA, all Nippon Airways. Flight 008 is co-produced with Eric DeSatnik. Dust is produced by Stephen Michael and Margaret Laney at Gunpowder and Sky. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope, Pura a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City. Starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 